Before we get to our 90 Day Fiance, a recap talking about happily ever after, I want to take a moment and thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at the Air Med Care Network. Now, I know a lot of people are itching to get away on trips these days, but it's really important to take a sec and be prepared for the unexpected when you're traveling. One of the best ways to do that is with an Air Med Care Network Fly You Home membership. AMCN Fly You Home is all about taking control of your care. If you get hurt or sick or are hospitalized more than 150 nautical miles from home, they're going to transport you to a hospital of your choice in a medically equipped private aircraft, and you don't have to pay a dime out of pocket. They've completed more than 18,000 missions and have over 30 years experience, so you can expect industry-leading care while recovering. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hold on. This sounds expensive, but it is as inexpensive as $134 a year for your entire household. And if you use the promo code ROB, they'll give you up to a $60 gift card when you join. Now, if you're like me and you love getting out there, I can't recommend enough the peace of mind you feel with an AMCN Fly You Home membership. Just uh, visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash Rob today and get up to a $60 gift card with the promo code Rob. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com slash Rob, promo code Rob. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here to talk about some more 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. I think this is episode number eight here of uh, the season, I don't know, season six of Happily Ever After. Who knows? Who knows? It's another week of 90 Day Fiance and I'm back to talk about it here with Mr. 90 Day Fiance. It's Puyo Zambakili. Puyo, how are you? Lovely as always, Rob. Pleasure as always to be here. We're actually a season six, episode nine, the rare oh. six nine. Oh, yeah. God, call Dr. Mike. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Or Stephen Fishback's uh, wedding Stephen anniversary. Stephen Fishback's wedding right anniversary. Right. Yes. Very good. So, uh, Puya, how are you doing? I'm doing lovely, Rob. Everything's been good. Everything's great. This past week has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I did check. Um, you are a very great hypnotist. We got a couple five star reviews. Oh, so right off the gate. Wow. Yeah, thank you to the five star reviews. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it worked. Thank you. Um, uh, to everybody that left a five star review, you'll be rewarded with a feeling of ecstasy that will last from the moment you wake up in the morning until the moment you go to bed at night. All right. Thank you. So, yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And otherwise, Rob, I'm doing phenomenal. I'm doing phenomenal. This is, oh, again, another episode of 90 Day. They hit in all cylinders. It was great. It was yeah. good. Well, yeah, Puya, um, ha- very happy uh, to be back. Uh, that uh, s- So much to uh, get to here in this episode. Uh, I, 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 well, I'm tempted to talk about Elizabeth and Andre because uh, that I feel like that living uh, in cramped quarters with my family gives me uh, very much the feeling of being uh, in an RV across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe let's talk about Angela and Michael because so we ended on a climactic note, uh, a cliffhanger. We did. We did. Angela and Michael definitely going from bad to worse in their yeah. relationship by the sounds um, of it. Angela was just shot out of a cannon and set off. And I know like time has elapsed between everything, but Angela at the start of the season was in a jovial mood, of course, laughs at her own jokes, and maybe, you know, the months of the stomach uh, sleeve procedure has maybe put her in a cranky mood of uh, not getting enough to eat. But she was uh, really in a dark place through uh, this entire episode. 
Yes, and and this Rob, to be honest with you, this is, this is the Angela I know. This is the Angela that we've met long ago. It's finally rearing its head back yeah. here, Angela. Yeah, okay. it was a lot. It was a, a lot, lot with Angela. A lot. Okay. Uh, so it, it starts off the episode like innocently enough. She's making uh, smoothies. Her grandkids say they smell like farts. Um, she's putting grape jelly in a smoothie. You ever uh, try that move? The choice. It's a choice. If I'm trying to sweeten it up, I don't think jelly would have been my first choice. No, never seen but, that before. Yeah, and I like that she wrote the kids drink? into doing it too. Could you do like a like some sort of like a cocktail and put uh, grape jelly in there? I think you could get away because grape jelly would end up completely liquefying. You think, mm-hmm. or would it still have like a bit of texture to it? Uh, I maybe had like a shaker bottle and like really like uh, mixed yeah, it up. Good shake. Yeah, maybe a bl- maybe like a, some sort of like a margarita, like uh, if you put it in a blender. I would try it. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think it would not be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Angela tells us, Puya, that she quit smoking, that she did it. It worked. It, hit, it worked, but then Michael made her want to smoke again. So she actually, what the, it, the hypnosis did work, but then Michael undid it. Yeah, don't you just hate, you know, you leave the hypnotist, you've successfully not wanted to smoke for a day, and then your husband doesn't text you back, and then you proceed to go back to a whole pack a day again. Mm-hmm. Really, the I love the zero to 100 there. I love the full, like, she's, Rob, she's fully blaming smoking on Michael, despite That's the fact of trigger. not having known Michael. Yeah, apparently. And and what we've learned is that apparently Michael has just been full on giving her that silent treatment, like he said in a couple episodes ago. And that's still going on. And it's frustrating her to the point where she's smoking an entire pack a day. It's a lot. We got to meet Angela's daughter for the first time uh, this season. And of course, uh, you are familiar uh, with her. Is this the daughter that wouldn't give her an egg? Yes, this is the one. No, this is the one. Yeah, this is the one that wouldn't give the egg to uh, Angela to tote. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And so here comes uh, Skyla. And I feel like Skyla got Angela all uh, wound up. Skyla does not mess with Michael, does not really like Michael all that much anyway. I was very surprised that for a second it seemed like Skyla knew that, hey, maybe Michael's sad because you've spent all this money on the surgery versus spending money on like having a kid. But then also Skyla is someone who has been vocal about not wanting Angela to have a child, really. So it's it's weird because she did bring up the point, but then completely pushes Angela to the side that Angela has been, you know, leaning in already, which is the, I hate Michael club. I need to get retribution off Michael. Mm-hmm. And they end up leaving this conversation with Angela feeling like that. She needs to track Michael's phone. Why again? Because now, um, instead of thinking, okay, Michael's not supporting me. He's being selfish. Angela's moved it away to he's probably cheating on me or he's doing nefarious things. So I need to know exactly where his location is, what he's up to and what's going on, Mm -hmm. which is very quintessential Angela behavior. Yeah. Um, Michael is definitely not cheating on Angela, correct? No, no. I wasn't Um, getting that vibe. There is a famous line from the first season we met Michael and Angela where Michael got a... um, uh, some oral assistance from from another woman. And then there's a confessional that's famous of Michael saying, I did the BJ, you know, for real. So he has done this once before. Um, uh, however, when he was with Mary, Angela. Uh, I believe so. I think they were in the middle of a fight or something. But 
I will fully trust that he's not doing anything at the moment. I think he's just silent treatmenting. Okay. So mm-hmm. the silent treatment, would you say it's working, Puya? Is it effective? Oh, it's riling her up. So I don't think he's getting what he wants from it, yeah. which is her back with him or her crawling to him. That is certainly not going to happen. Yeah. Because Angela is going to go to some sort of a electronics store. We're going to see. And again, she's back to the mouth guard. Again, Puya, this is so incredulous that we are in the time of the Rona. She could eat, she could just wear a face mask uh, for her. Like, we don't even need to get into, she has an abscess. We don't even need to explore it. She could just mm-hmm. wear a face mask. Instead, she proceeds to go on about the abscess and then wear this sort of like thing that like if you were maybe like a bank robber, like, or if you were going to like maybe like hijack a train that she wears something that's just like over her mouth. Yeah, and it's got a little smiley on it, so you know that it's a peaceful mask. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, so she pretty much is rocking this. She has this thing. Again, there need not be mentioned. Like, if you wore a mask, I wouldn't judge you. I wouldn't think twice. Whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she goes over to this, um, like, phone place, I guess. Like a phone store, you yeah. call it. Sure. Yeah, like a cellular phone uh, type stuff. But it wasn't like an on-brand, like... Um t-mobile or like at&t store or anything like that kind of like right. a radio shack type place mm-hmm. yeah i'll well, best say radio shack kind of makes sense with mm-hmm. the way it looked as well yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so she goes in there and have you ever felt worse for any human being on television than you did for the gentleman who was working at the store this day <laughs> You know how we've been the last couple of seasons, Rob, we were looking at the who are the people that stand out, the extra people, the new people at the stores. This man got the worst of it. Literally, not only do you have to deal with Angela, but there's like all these cameras on you. And then you've got this woman asking you to hack her husband's phone. An insane person in the (laughs) store. Uh, She comes in and she's like... uh, Hey, I want to get a GPS tracker for my husband's phone. He's like, ah, that's not really a thing uh, that we do. Um, and, and he's like, yeah, but why not? Uh, he's like, well, that's spying. So, well, how could it be spying if it's my husband? Yeah, it's a weird logic you have there, Angela. It's still spying regardless. Like whether or not it's someone who you're with with. Yeah, it's still spying. Um, she doesn't hold back, though. I got I got it. This is where and I'm not saying this in a positive way. Angela is pretty ballsy with some of the expectations she has on services she can ask for. She's like, um, doctor, you're just going to turn a blind eye if I smoke a pack, right? What if I give you the charm? Will that work? No? Okay, no. this person. What if I double the money? Would you do it if I double mm-hmm. the money for something illegal? Yeah. No, like, it's not going to happen. I do love that we get the confessional with this man who I did not write his name down. He's a hero <sighs> yeah. for dealing with Angela. And yeah. I, he's going to be anonymous. But he talks about how he's like, well, the minute she comes in and asks me to hack her husband's phone, I know the trust is gone. This is a whole new thing for me. So he's never experienced this, which makes me believe that this is not a normal request that he gets a lot, which is no. good. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I love the whole back and forth where he's like, well, that's really all that we could do. She's like, but why can't we do something like, well, that would be illegal. So well, what about illegal options? He's like, well, we can't do that. So like, what if I pay double? Yes, yeah, still no. Yeah, how about you got still like no, eight cameras I, I, you, on me too. You, you brought cameras in here. <laughs> it's this a sting, right? This, this is, is a trap. Subtle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I um is, is this an undercover done, boss? Yeah. Oh, it's a ba- if, if Angela's the boss of anybody, like quit that job. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Um she says to this poor man at the store that she needs to get his phone tracked because he's probably getting his beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't hold back. And like this man has met Angelo for the first time ever. And Angela's full on just airing dirty laundry mm-hmm. in her marriage to this man who does not know her. And she's not like approached him in a calm manner. It's like a very intense, angry energy in the room. I would not, I would leave my work. Yeah. I would take like my days off that I've collected after this one. So she calls up Michael. So that's it. I'm going to call him because he says like, okay, well, if he uses uh, WhatsApp, if you get him to turn on his location tracing, then you can do it. But he has to turn it on, on his phone. She's like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot. I'll call him while I'm here. And she calls him up and then goes right into blasting him. Yeah, like she. the whole purpose of her call was to ask him to, hey, can you turn on location, share the location with me? But then like starts by berating him almost right out the gate. And he you can tell Michael is at his wits end, too, because Michael doesn't usually talk back to her like this. Michael usually just takes whatever she throws at him. Michael was not having it. And I was very proud of him because, again, Angela, can't you can't come in and ask for something and do it with this energy like no one's going to respond well to that she just starts yelling uh, and you're a nasty son of a bee uh and she's like showing the phone to the guy in the store like hey this is the man who conned me to marry him see him see him uh that is she calling him ugly here i mean she's just like she's all over the place and just uh destroying him uh i don't even feel like and again these conversations could be edited however they want them to be but it sounds like michael can't even get a word in yeah no he gets zero words into the point where when he tries to talk um she straight up hangs up on him which is again not a good look at all have you done the location sharing thing before rob uh, on whatsapp well on you can do it on google as well like just google maps mm, i know i don't believe so Okay, so me and Liana have our locations both shared and on. Yes. Um, we started doing this during our, when we were going to do our trips in Montreal, because that was a good indicator of Liana can't like talk to me while driving, but then I can see how close she is. So I can have stuff ready. Um, and then we just kind of left it on. It was, it was a nice, like fun way to like, you know, every now and then like, oh, Liana's like at yoga, like cool. Puya's at work. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, for the most part, it's nothing big. It's not a big deal to me mm-hmm. at least. But when it's like, when it comes with the attachment of we need this because I don't trust you, then it's a problem. And I mean, if you're going to come in with the accusation of, Hey, turn it on because I don't trust you. Well, it's obviously not going to go well. And that's just a normal person talking, not Angela speak. Angela speak is far worse. Yeah. The man at the store uh, tells us, uh, well, this has been an unusual day of work for him. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, am I shocked? No. Usually people are coming in, they're buying phone cases. They're trying to figure out how to connect their Bluetooth devices. No one's coming in like this at you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Angela also tells us that uh, she's tired of looking like uh, a crazy B word. She's a good crazy B word. And I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? 
It's like the, um, I think that's the way to justify, well, like I'm only giving this energy, but it's for a good cause. And it's because I'm right. Mm -hmm. When I'm right, I'm a good, crazy B word. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe Michael didn't marry her for the right reasons. What reasons is she alleging Michael married her for? I believe she is alleging that Michael married her for the purposes of getting a green card and moving to the States. I think that's what she's alluding to. But here's the here's the fun part. He's not even here yet. So the fact that he's not here yet mm-hmm. means that he'd have to keep this facade going if he was trying to hoodwink you. There you go. Yeah. And he does not seem to be actively trying to get to the United States. In no, fact, like um, they almost uh, of any of the couples we see um, their involvement with like immigration has not even been part of their story this so far this season. No. And like the last time we saw their immigration come up was last season where because they got married. So they're applying for the uh, spousal visa. Um, sorry. They, yeah. So he applied. They rejected him. He's been rejected already once before. Um, so, and he had the interview and everything. So we'll see where they're going with that. But it sounds like there's not much going on if we're not even getting little hints. Mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. All right. Finally, we let the poor man uh, be done with uh, Angela and Michael. I think he quit his job the next day. I could see it. Close I could see the shot down. Yeah. Like if, if not for the fact that this, the picture of him is in a portrait, this would be the picture I'd submit for the episode uh, graphic for this week, because uh, he looks just sad. <laughs> He's yeah. not living with Angela there. All right. So Angela is going to call Michael back. She mm-hmm. didn't appreciate how he treated her. I, again, I don't even know how he treated her. Did, he get a word in? Did he even get to say anything before mm-hmm. she says this? No. The mm-hmm. fact is he did not. Um, and Seems then like, he gets mad at yeah, her. Yeah, he talked back <laughs> to her. And she says, uh, calls him a child, says he uh, did this and went too far. Um, does she go almost uh, stupid and an idiot? Yeah. 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 I mean, she. there's no word, Rob, that she hasn't used on him yeah. that we haven't seen. Well, how about this, Puya? She also says to him, that he is a liar because she should have left him when your penis wasn't what you said it was. Yeah, talk about a low blow. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking about the size of, um, as Aswilu would put it, the sausage. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, look, probably, you know, it was just for, for future note, like for Michael, you don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. No. You definitely do the opposite. If anything, yeah. under promise and over deliver. Yeah. You know? Because that, that is that puts you in a better spot. It's like, ooh, I expected. It's like, oh, I'll, I like, I'll settle for it. Ooh, it's more than I was mm-hmm. settling for. Lovely. Yeah. Great time. Do mm-hmm. three day shipping and get it there in two. Exactly. Exactly. That is actually a thing that I have done where I'm like, yeah, it's not going to arrive for like another five days and it gets here in two. And you're always excited when you get a package at the door. So that's a, that's a lovely, good life hack. Good life hack. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I, yeah. So, I mean, here's the truth, right? If you're Michael and you've signed up to do this show, what are you gaining from this show? All Angela's doing is braiding you on national TV. Like, get out, really, Just yeah, get out. Leave. Get away. Um, your life's fine. He says to her, how is your health? And this sets her <laughs> off like nothing else. Is that code? How is your health? 
No, I think it's just like she's been waiting to hear this for five weeks and now he's saying it and she thinks he's saying it because he thinks he's in the doghouse, which he might be. It might also be sincere. I mean, what, like, okay. beyond the doghouse, he's like in the mm-hmm. in the the dog kennel. Yeah, he's done. He, mm-hmm. he, there's no redemption. He could literally say all the right things. She will not take them because she'll think he's lying to her, which for some reason, that's how she felt when she, he says, how is your health? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I mean, I don't disbelieve Michael because Michael did say at one point, he's like, I've been trying to call you. You've not been picking up either. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like there's a little bit more to this. And I think I mean, no, no shock. to anyone. I'm on team Michael easily. Yeah, because even when he they are talking, Angela's doing this to him. So. He needs to just get away. Um, he asked her, uh, why do you cover your mouth? And that really sets uh, her off also. I feel like it's a reasonable ask from from Michael, right? Because he doesn't know by the sounds of it about the abscess. Yeah. Um, so he's like, what's the deal there? And again, again, like, Angela are you out? Could, Where, what, what is happening? Right. I mean, Angela could easily just say, you know, it's the pandemic still happening. But for some reason, not so, Angela doesn't subscribe to using that as no. a legitimate reason to wear a mask. But whatever, we move. Yeah. Um, tells her she needs to go find a Nigerian woman. This relationship is over. Uh, she wants no part of him and is cutting ties. Think, you know, if I'm Michael, I'm happy. Okay. But I let's be real, this isn't over, Rob. No. There's no point where this is over ever. No, no, I don't think it is because I feel like there's still parts of the season that were in the preview that. I, so, yeah, I don't know what, like, uh, what, what's going on here with them. I mean, they're gonna. They're, listen, she's gonna talk about getting a divorce, right? They're going to work it out. In my opinion, what I believe to happen is that we're going to get some kind of information about their visa process. I don't think they're over. I just don't. They've been together too long for this to be the way it ends. I don't think it's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from here, because I still think we need to get the conversation of what Michael thinks about the surgery, but she needs to be there. Like, I want her to hear what he says and him to hear what she says. I need that because they're talking about it in confessional. And hopefully we get it before the reunion, but I'll take it at the reunion, too. I'm not yeah. pussy. You know, I really I don't exactly understand what the issue is here because that okay, Michael didn't want her to get the surgery. She got the surgery. She hasn't gotten the facelift, not because of Michael's objections, but because she can't quit smoking. But mm-hmm. is it because that he has kind of been a little like a silent treatment and that's what's putting her over the edge so that she's uh, so stressed that she can't stop smoking so she can't get the facelift and then is blaming him for uh, not getting the facelift? So I think I think that that is kind of what she's going to sell us. I think ultimately the quitting smoking was always going to be hard for her. She's said she's smoked over what, 40 years. That's a lot. So I think that by because she knows Mike is already out on the surgery stuff and because she's mad at him for that, because she she can easily not quit smoking and then pin it on him still. Um, but I think ultimately with Michael, where it begins and ends is Michael didn't want her to get surgery. She went ahead with it. He seemed to be supportive of it, but then I don't think she discloses how many surgeries there could be and how much the cost is for not just one, but maybe two or three surgeries. And I think that's where she lost him because then it became a financial thing. Not mm-hmm. even like a, I don't believe in surgery. Then it's like a, this is financial. 
So now he's giving her the cold shoulder, which then is causing her panic, which is causing her to continue smoking. But then she's blaming him. And it kind of feels like he's not, he's doing this to prevent her from surge. It's, it's too much complication for the basis of you two love each other. You didn't want her to get surgery. She got surgery. You want to quit smoking, but you're blaming it on him. Y'all need to move on from each other and you'll be in a better place. But I can't keep saying that because we can say that about every couple on this show. We really can. You move on. <laughs> you'll mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah. Um, but this couple seems to have some real like inherent problems. Yes. And these problems have not been, they're not new. Uh, there have had other problems before. Angela doesn't want Michael talking to any women, whether they're friends, whether they're strangers, no one. They went to a hangout in Nigeria the last season, and there were two women there at this hangout. It was his friends mm-hmm. and like some women were also there. She sat down Rob, for like 15 seconds. Like I'm not exaggerating. 15 seconds on the show. She got up, stormed out, was mad at him. They had a shared bachelor bachelorette party at a strip club or at a club that just had some, some dancing. And Michael, I guess, looked away for like two seconds. Angela got mad, walked away. Mm-hmm. There's in, And then she doesn't like him doing that, but then she will like interact with men the way we've seen her do with like literally yeah. doctors, which makes it inappropriate. They've had problems from yeah. jump and it's just not getting better. She's a very toxic person, Angela. Mm-hmm. Michael, like uh, he certainly has his flaws. And I, I think that it just might be like a, a cultural issue between uh, like uh, that his his life and what he's been used to. And then also like Angela's values, but like the way that she says things about like um, that she just like throws things in his face, like uh, in like a super hostile way. Um, I don't think this is a good fit. No, I don't think it's a good fit at all, because if Michael dished out maybe two percent of what Angela is dishing to him, Angela would not take it. And Michael takes a lot. So mm-hmm. for those reasons and for many more, they should have been done years ago but again because they've been together for so long we'll see where it goes and i do think dare i say angela does love herself some spotlight so without michael there's no spotlight we've got mike and natalie coming up next here on the 90 day fiance recap but first let's thank our friends over at BetterHelp online therapy may was mental health awareness month and throughout june robin's podcast is proud to join the cause of destigmatizing therapy now if you're struggling with relationships or having difficulty sleeping difficulty meeting your goals feeling anxious or stressed all things that mike and natalie feel on the regular BetterHelp counselors can listen and help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Therapists have a broad range of expertise that may not be locally available in your area, and they have a service that's available for clients worldwide. So just log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You can schedule weekly video, phone, or even live chat sessions, and BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash RHAP. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash R-H-A-P. Let's get back to 90 Day. Puya, let's talk about Mike and Natalie. I, I have to talk about this because I don't even want to talk about Mike and Natalie and Trish and their relationship. Because guess, guess what? Same old, same old. Uh, Natalie is still mad. Trish called Natalie a hooker. Whatever. They have 
a pet rat? What the hell? Why are we just finding out about this now? This pet rat that they let crawl all over them? Lucky the rat? (laughs) Lucky the rat. Unlucky the viewer. I hated this so much. Yeah, so we start the scene with this pet rat. um, And I love the story of this. They went into the pet shop to look at puppies to look for puppies and this lady walks in and asks for two rats through questioning they find out that this lady was gonna get these rats to feed them to her pet snake so then natalie decides i need to save all the rats and then their big compromise was how about one rat and then they named this rat lucky because apparently the lucky alternative to dying in the mouth of a snake is to deal with Mike and Natalie's BS 24 yeah. hours. If I have the if choice. The rat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say the same thing. Of the snake. <laughs> get rid, get rid of me. We're good. We don't want to be there. This is torture sitting in this house. Yeah. I can't. If I can be eaten by a snake or live with Mike and Natalie, uh, give me, give me the snake. Yeah. Yeah. Call me, uh, call me Anaconda's dinner. Like I'm done. I'm good. Like, I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, unlucky the rat is now there and is on the s- screen. It was very yeah. uncomfortable for me. And yeah. if you're listening to the podcast and you don't watch the show, um, or you didn't watch this episode, but listen to the podcast, they don't have like this rat, like in a cage, like running on a hamster wheel or anything like that, or like in a shoebox or something like that. They have it like on the table and then it crawls all over them and like on their shoulder like a parrot. This was the how are we just seeing Natalie's rat uh, that uh, the only Natalie I know with a rat was uh, Natalie White and she killed a rat. Um, That's true. This Natalie like lets the rat all over her. See, I don't know if this was after the the uh, the Oklahoma visit with um, Trish. Was this like a consolation pet store? Like, let's go and get a pet. And then they ended up with a rat as opposed to a puppy, which is what they went in for. So I already feel like that's a downgrade. And like, listen, I don't know. Oh, you think I'm it's assuming- new? I think it's, I got to imagine it's Otherwise, it's weird that we've not seen the free range rat like just chilling in the house before, right? Like, I feel like you get a couple good shots of the B roll of the rat. It's like, I think it's new. I think it's lucky supposed to be like the, I'm sorry we had a rough weekend. Let's, let's get a pet. Mm-hmm. Again, a rat would not have been my, also, doesn't Mike have a cat? I don't know about like cats yeah. and rats. Like, maybe yeah, because Natalie had to change the litter box. Yes. And where's the, we haven't seen the cat in a minute. What's wrong? Rob, what happened to the cat? Aria, I believe the cat's uh, name was, right? It's good memory. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. So, Mm. yada, yada, yada. Uh, Mike and Natalie (laughs) uh, fighting. Um, Natalie just talks about how that she has an education and she's not going to go be a translator. Uh, Mike says to Natalie, uh, respect is not given, it's earned. Um, I feel like that, I, I think I disagree with that statement. Um, I believe I do too, but do explain. I think you have to treat people with a certain level of respect, uh, whether or not, uh, they earn it. Like, I don't think you should just be, you know, disrespectful to people and say, you haven't earned it yet. No, I agree. I think respect is 
Like there's a base package of respect everyone gets, mm-hmm. and then to get respect plus, you got to earn it. That's different. Um, but I think everyone gets a baseline of respect regardless, I, I, especially when you first meet them. Yeah. So you're not going to treat anyone like garbage until you like know them. That's not a thing. Right, right. Um, maybe because this uh, relationship is garbage, uh, the rat feels right at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've said in it a, before. In I'll the garbage dump. Just in the bin. Yeah, BEA, bin them all. I don't care who. Anyone connected to this family is getting binned. I don't yeah. care. Like, all of them are horrible. Yeah, Natalie also gets a cheap shot in also on Mike. Uh, she says, uh, did your mom ever joke uh, that your ex-wife is a hooker? See, this is why. This is why Angela can get no sympathy for anything. Because Na- Na- we know oh. from the last season. Na- you said Angela. Angela yeah. I meant Natalie. Yeah. I meant Natalie. Angela, too, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but Natalie. Um, well, she, in the last season, Natalie goes ahead and, and calls mike a low class drunk person and then here is constantly talking about my degrees my honor my respect and it very much comes off elitist to me like i think that it was definitely like uh, this part i will agree with mike i think there was a miscommunication i still do not think hooker was a thing that was said um so that is i disagree with that and then i also think that ultimately there is this weird elitist status with Natalie of I can't be a translator. That is too low for the degrees that I've worked on. I have to work in the movie entertainment industry. Otherwise, it's not like me following my dreams. And to Natalie, I say, hey, like, just ignore them. Ignore their job comments. You will. You can live your life after that. But she can't let that go either. Yeah. I mean, why does Trish have to be involved with it? But anyway... That's what's going on with uh, with Mike and Natalie. We don't need to spend too much time on them. It's just that the, no. the rat is insane. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a rat guy. So um, one last thing is uh, all this fighting happens and then Natalie apologizes to Mike. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Natalie ends up being the one that caves and apologizes to, quote, move on. We'll see if they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So should we talk about um, how about Yara and Jovi. Let's go to Yara and Jovi. I feel like theirs was a little bit shorter, even though we got a big chunk of story. Yeah. I mean, we got a little bit of hurricane is coming, but then, like, I guess not really. Mm-hmm. The hur- hurricane scare for like mm-hmm. a day, two days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I thought there was some fun interchanges between uh, Gwen and Yara where, you know, uh, we saw where Yara and um, Myla were at Gwen's house, but uh, Yara didn't really want to be there. And so she wanted Gwen to take her back. Yeah, Yara couldn't handle being there. Is it Mila or Myla? I think Myla. Okay. I think Myla. Um, I think that ultimately with with, uh, Yara, what comes down is that I think Gwen secretly kind of is very controlling and is kind of trying to guide Yara. And I think Yara was not about that. I think Yara kind of wants more of the independence. We get her talking about how she's very independent at some, I won't put in the episode. So I think it was just a clash of um, decisions and she didn't want that. And then a, a combination of frustration of, well, you know, I, I miss Jovi. Like, I'm not like you can't just substitute Jovi with his mother and I'll be okay with it. I thought that the conversation between them in the car was so hilarious about uh, mm-hmm. like because I thought they were both sort of like uh, a little bit playful, but a little bit like giving it to each other. And so, you know, uh, Gwen really just like is telling her like, hey, I really just want you to know that I think you're, what you're doing is wrong. I think you should stay there. And 
Um, she says uh, that she's been very independent and she doesn't live in her mom's ass like your son lives in your ass. Sure. Have truer words been spoken this episode? I do not think so. I don't think so. This is very, very succinct. I like this a lot. No, their exchanges have been very fun because I don't think, like, unlike Trish and Natalie, where you could tell there was a layer of tension with every exchange they had, these two are kind of giving it back and forth to each other. No one's taking it too personal. So I appreciate that from the both of them. It's great. Mm, yeah. Um, we Like, then Yara Yara a couple of weeks and... All of a sudden, Yara has a terrible headache, and uh, she has a COVID test, and uh, she has a COVID. Yes, I did not think this was going to be COVID, so that was uh, wrong for me. No, uh, but yeah, no, she got she was COVID positive. But then we learned uh, quite a bit about um, COVID and taking care of a baby. Yeah, I meant to ask Nicole about this. about this, but um, did not get the chance to uh, ask her about you know what what she would recommend but um yeah it seemed like uh okay well she's gonna have a real predicament on her hands but they told her that um somebody told her that everything's (laughs) fine just uh you know keep doing what you're doing yeah so she said for the first while she had she was wearing a mask around milo all the time and like trying to and then but was worried and then asked her nurse about breastfeeding. And then the nurse said, talk to a pediatrician, talk to the pediatrician. Apparently the pediatrician said, um, continue breastfeeding because this will help fight against the virus ultimately. And um, your war, like breastfeeding is more important than the risk of getting COVID is what she was told. This is me quoting mm-hmm. um, Yara, who is quoting a pediatrician apparently. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, for the baby. For the yeah. baby. Yes. Yeah. For the baby. So, Okay. Well, look, um, I think there's probably a lot of different thoughts on that, but we don't need to explore that uh, too much. But here comes Jovi. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And Jovi is kind of like giving her the third degree on like, uh, but, I don't, but I don't understand. Well, how do you get uh, COVID if you said you were leaving the house or doing anything? Um, and she's getting annoyed. I don't blame her. Like, first of all, Jovi's in this call on like eight bit pixels. He's not his internet connection's shoddy, mm-hmm. and he's giving her the third degree when it's like, um, Jovi, you do realize that you know you got to get groceries. Still, you're getting you know you can get food delivered. Like, contact still comes in even if you're completely barricaded in your home. Yeah, like, and so it's still possible to like have yeah. it traced over. Yeah, she's also around like uh, a ton of ninety day fiance producers. Yes, which we did notice, though, um, I feel like in a couple of the hurricane shots, there weren't anyone there. I felt like she was filming herself. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, someone's there filming, right? So you think so. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. um, So. Yeah, uh, Yara is uh, just um, she's had it with Jovi in this job. I mean, this is more of the same with them. She wants she's upset that he's still working and he didn't come see her uh, come back. And then he says, well, I didn't know you were going to get COVID right as I got here, which is the dumbest excuse. Mm-hmm. And he's upset that he she's not staying with Gwen. Um, so it's it's all more of the same with the two of them. She wants him to quit the job. I don't think he's going to quit the job. What I really want to talk about, Rob, and I, we don't have to get on it too much. Preview for the rest of the season. 
yeah, the preview for Jovi and Yara blew my mind. Okay, so yeah, we got like a weird like uh, coming up the rest of the season on uh, 90 Day Fiance happily ever. Oh, we had like the halfway point. Is that what they did? Yeah, I I feel like this gave me the energy of they're gonna take a hiatus for like a week or two. Like this gave me the we're taking a break. I don't know yeah, why. I mean, if anything, like. this weekend mm. is Father's Day, uh, so right. I, that might like. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. They feeling like is it Fourth uh, of July weekend? I mean, no, actually, Fourth of July is in two weeks, so that might make sense if they didn't put an episode up on Sunday, July Fourth. But maybe they felt like that this was kind of a slower episode, and they felt like that maybe it was going to be uh, a chance, to like, hey, don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, the last time they did this on a season, if I remember correctly, was on Ninety Day the Other Way, and then we took they took a month off. Like the show a just month was not off. for a month. Yeah. So it could just be them spacing it where they have more content to push out or they might do some other stuff in the middle of the season. Like I know um, they could bring back like the bears all a little bit or do a couple interviews here and there. I don't know. And we could, or we could just go back to regular programming next week. Yeah. Nothing's changed, but the vocabulary there is given me in, like pause of what's going to yeah. happen. Next. And they're not super upfront about what they're going to do. They never are. Like, I tried looking for um, schedule stuff. I did not see anything. Hmm. Okay. All right. So let's take a look. Keep an eye on the Reddit and see if we can find out uh, what's what's going mm-hmm. on there. Um, but anyway, uh, you want to talk about the preview, Yara and Jovi. Yeah. So um, uh, all I can say is my notes literally say Jovi and Yara at the strip club dot 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 what? So, Why on earth would either of them agree to this? And like, here's the here's the thing. She's been to the reunion. She saw what happened. She saw what happened. This unless this has was she been to the reunion? Then because I feel like well, that. When did they film this? When did they film uh, the reunion? I think their storyline was closer to the reunion. So no. I so I think that February? they that is it so. They already like COVID came came about in the end of their season, but then the baby is mm-hmm. what nine months from, so it might have been right before the the reunion show because they filmed that in March, right? Yeah, yeah, I do think so. I think you're honest. I think this could have been prior to the reunion, so she wouldn't have seen that footage. But then it yeah. still begs the question of. Why did she go? Why did yeah. they go here? Why was this a thing? Here's my guess. Uh, 90 Day Fiance producer would be like, hey, uh, what about a date night? Uh, what if Yara went with you uh, to the old uh, strip club? Uh, what, what about that? Joey's like, uh, I don't know. I'll see about it. Maybe she's like, it. Maybe she's like uh, come on. And then maybe they like coerced her to go do this. It's very possible. Oh my god! It's it's. This is going to be a mess. Yeah. There's no world where I think you know Yara is going to enjoy this spoiler. I don't think it seems like she's going to enjoy it. Uh, but we'll see how Jovi tries to um, spin this one. Mm-hmm. Right? He always has a way with words. Let's see how he does. Baffling, absolutely baffling, Rob. But it, I'm not. They did the job they had to. They have made me intrigued about this. They've made me very intrigued about this. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Tiffany and Ronald. Uh, let's do a happier story. Let's please. Let's go to South Africa. Yeah. Okay. It's Tiffany and Ronald. Uh, they are going to have Tiffany on her way, bringing Daniel and Carly. Bought an open-ended ticket. Ronald, we see him working on a room for Daniel. Uh, nice gesture. Ultimately, did not think the room for Daniel came out super great. 
So I think the gesture speaks like levels. I think it's yeah. very amazing, very nice to, you know, you want Daniel to have his own room, not sleep on a couch. Love all that. But it's in the garage, correct? Correct. So that's going to be a warm room already. It's going to be rough. Well, there's no good circulation in the garage. Yeah. Right? Also, yeah, I, I know at one point, uh, South Africa was kind of a COVID hotspot. I know there's a lot of talk about South Africa variant. Uh, so I'm not sure if uh, that is before this takes place or after this takes place. So just something to watch out for there. But it looks like they put up some sheetrock, but um, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know like uh, what sort of like, they just have like an extension cord running in there for power and I can't imagine there's any sort of like heat or cooling in there. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think ultimately as far as a functionality, it's still a big work in progress. Like the paint was still not dry. So we'll see where Ronald takes yeah. it. But I was impressed with Ronald pulling this Again, off. Again, yes, this shape. very nice gesture. But Ronald, you knew they were coming. Like you could have started <laughs> painting before they were on the plane. Right. That could have been a thing. That could have been a thing for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was it was. So I was very intrigued by this, but yeah, he also did pull an all-nighter to do this, which I feel like you could have thought of that sooner. Definitely could have thought about that sooner. Okay. Um, Ronald uh, is going to the airport with his mind. Actually, it's like like Ronald did not come off like a douche in this episode. At all. Ronald's whole douche demeanor is when he talks about how he's going to make them stay there. No question, no doubt. Mm -hmm. That's when he is at his worst, when he's like, I miss the kids. I deserve to be around the kids. You have to make this work. You have to pay for things. I don't care. Like that's when he's at his worst. Yeah. Um, so far. So he's getting what he wanted. He's seen the kids. So obviously he's happy about it. Yeah. He told Tiffany, um, you're staying here, whether you know it or not. Like, kind of like misery. Yeah. yeah. It was a little terrifying. I'm not gonna lie. A little terrifying with the way in which he just said, it's not a matter of uh, when it's you're staying. It's happening. You can read it either way. His, like it could be like mm-hmm. a romantic or like insanely creepy. <laughs> right. And then he does talk to his. Um, I missed the Chiron. If that was his friend with him um, mm-hmm. when he was making the room, he talks about his plan being that they either they're going to stay for the full three month visa and then I'm going to renew that visa or I get my visa approved. We go to the US. Like, he fully does not believe that they're going to leave him again. Yeah. Which is a very terrifying concept. Yeah. Well, if they need to take that room down, uh, they could call in Andre. He'd fly over real quick, Ooh. just come in and completely demolish that whole thing. That would be... F- Rob, for the next Noah's, we know that's going to be sometime in the next next year, right? What if we brought Andre in to like demolish the, uh, the hall after we're done with it? Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that so be a good gesture? We're going to do an event in a mm-hmm. venue... And then we're going to bring in Andre from 90 Day Fiance, and then he's going to destroy the venue. Well, I feel like we can, maybe we can make like a, you know, like a little photo booth thing yeah. where people can get photo booth stuff done, then they can demolish that. Not the venue. That would cost way too much money. Like maybe if we did something that was like super like COVID safe, where we like uh, maybe like built like rafters out, outdoors. And then okay. afterwards, after the event was over, then Andre could just like drive in like with the RV and then just like like crash Go through it. it. And then anything that's remaining, he comes out with the sledgehammer and mm-hmm. just completely just destroys it. 
Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. I'd be down with that. And then, <laughs> and then Elizabeth kicks in the door like, "Hey, I the Rob. You said I was gonna be the person that destroys this. Why is Andre here? He's manipulating you. He doesn't even like Rob has a podcast. No, no, no. That's not true. Like <laughs> your whole whole thing. Um, they are lovely." Yeah. Uh, Tiffany and Ronald, uh, they have a nice reunion. Daniel is so excited to see him. I mean, Daniel is a good kid because that he is, again, and let's say like have selective editing, but like if my kids were on the show and the camera was there, they'd be like, uh, like, hey, did you know this happened on YouTube? Like, uh, like in the, like touching the camera, like guys sit down, guys sit down, sit down, like, uh, you know, Ronald, a super nice kid. Yeah, I, I will I will tell you, uh Daniel So well behaved. The best. The best kid I've seen on the show, easily. Yeah. Um very courteous, very nice, very honest, like just wants to watch movies with his dad. I love that. I love every bit of Daniel's amazing. Love Daniel. Yeah. No, definitely not um not a cause and chaos. Yeah. Daniel. And Tiffany said Ronald did a good job uh, with the apartment. Uh, can I pitch you on a, a new addition to Discovery Plus? Uh, renovations. Ooh, renovations. Okay. Maybe Wendell I mean, and, and Ron uh, come in and then uh, when Wendell could help uh, build new rooms and Ronald could decorate them. And Andre can tear any of the old ones down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's it. And yeah. Three. Yeah. That's good. I, I would watch that. Yeah. I would. Maybe we could have a separate meeting between Ronald and Chuck, where then Ronald could, you know, sort of set up the house, stage the house. See, that could be done. But then are Becky, Charlie, and Jen getting a cut or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> Becky and Jen and Charlie are left out. Oh, what's what? 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 This. This 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 uh gambling jerk off is here and he's trying to get in our family business, Dad. Trying to steal our money, Dad. Trying to steal our money. Did <laughs> you see? He's trying to manipulate us. <laughs> That's all he does. Why does she do like what hey, hey, uh does he have a criminal record from South Africa, Dad? You love this family too much. I, I do. I love. I love all of them. I really do. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens with Tiffany and Ronald. Um, looks okay for now, or or what? What was going on in the in the long term preview? It looks like um, they're gonna have a fight eventually, which we did see in the initial season uh, trailer. So I'm not shocked that that's gonna start showing up now. But they're gonna have a big argument where Ronald's gonna talk about how he's not gonna do diapers. From this preview, at least. And that is the mom's job, which, uh, boy. Not great. Strap in for that one. Not great, it's not going to be great at all. Yeah. No, 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 no. And then do you think that Tiffany is going to stay in South Africa for a long time or do you think she's going home soon? Nah, I don't think so. I think initially what we heard is her plan is about a couple of weeks, right? To see the test. I could see her doing half of the visa, like a month and a half. I do not see her staying that that long. I honestly would think she might even try and convince him to we're going to leave for Christmas because that came up. So I got to imagine that's going to come back up again. We'll see. But there's no world where Ronald's not going to give it his all to try and keep them all there Mm -hmm. as long as he can. So we'll see. Because also we did hear from Ronald's mom 
that two years ago, Ronald was like an independent and now he's here with two kids and a wife and he's excited. He's turned his life around. So Ronald definitely has gone through some transformation, Mm -hmm. but there's elements of him that are not good with regards to handling a relationship. So we'll just have to see if he's going to be able to navigate that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go back to Kehlani and Asuelu, uh, because we really picked up where we left off with Kehlani and Asuelu at the cabin. And uh, yeah, I really felt uh, very emotional for uh, Asuelu in this episode. I had all the feels rooting for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the feels I'm full on rooting for them. They're like one of two couples on the season that I'm like actively hoping everything works out between them. Yeah. So I felt a lot of things for Asuelu. Well, first, uh, we'll feel bad for Kehlani, who uh, got a million phone calls during the night that Asuelu slept through, that the babies were not sleeping, so she had to keep going up and down the cabin in the dark. Uh, So uh, she was going back and forth because Asuelu didn't want anybody to overhear him and Kehlani. Um, He talked about how that, again, uh, they had the zigzag up and down, shake it booty. Boom, 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 rock boom, and roll. Rock and roll. So much uh, is the king of rock and roll. Yeah, no. Asuelu's found a whole new way for us to describe these things on podcasts without actively saying them to keep it, you know, family friendly. And I appreciate him for that. Yeah. Zigzag rock and roll. Let's go. Let's go. Um, they're going to go on an adventure. And mm-hmm. this woman comes and takes them to go for like a ride around this sort of like a nature preserve. Yeah, so it's like a like a safari type situation, mm-hmm. but without the like exotic animals. Yeah, I asked uh, Danny and Tyson about it on News AF uh, this week about the uh, Zion Ponderosa, <laughs> and so I think it is more of like a desert type um, place than I, I was under the impression it was like some sort of like you know uh, ski resort, um, but it feels like it's more uh, and maybe there is skiing nearby, but it was more of like you know there's a Zion is um, uh, a a desert. I looked at when I looked at some photos where we were talking last week. It looked like it's very deserty, but then there's like a pool, you know, stuff to cool you off, kind of not like heating. So yeah. I think it's more desertish. Yeah, there's a Zion National Park, a lot of hiking, a lot of rocks. Um, so uh, they go for an adventure and they go up to this like place and uh, they're going to have a talk. And that Kehlani wants to tell him that she has some bad news. She went to a lawyer to talk about the divorce. He's like, is it happy news? No, it's not. It's not happy news. Yeah, poor Asuelu. They'd be like, oh, is this going to be a nice thing? No, it's not. But she tells him about it, and Asuelu expresses that he feels betrayed. He feels betrayed about it. He feels angry. He thinks he needs some time alone. And then before the scene cuts, because they're going to cut to commercial and then bring us back, he says, Afi, which we learned is their code word yeah. for serious. And that's where my heart got pulled. I was yeah. Like, no, don't say Afi. It's good yeah. writing. Mm-hmm. It, it could have scripted it better. Yeah. It was really good. It was really good. It's like, this oh, was, you hurt Asuelu's feelings. <laughs> How dare you? Mm-hmm. Protect Asuelu at all costs. So, yeah. Um, this is the first time, this is what the third, fourth season they've been on. This is the first time I've seen Asuelu control his emotions and anger the way he did. Yeah. This was definitely growth from Asuelu. 
Well, we saw him then. He said that he's trying to control his anger. And again, in this season, I've only watched them on this uh, Happily Ever After. But, you know, Suelu does not seem like a bad guy. Uh, immature. Sure, certainly. But I mean that I've only heard about their problems. I really have not seen mm-hmm. their problems. Yeah, I think um, what you've heard is what it's been. There's a little bit of the, uh, well, the wife should do the home tasks. The husband shouldn't. There's a little bit of of that that energy there. A lot of that in the show. Right. Right. A lot of that on 90 Day. Um, And then besides that, there's like the man-childish of it all, where when there was a fight, he would just barricade himself in another room, play video games, and Mm -hmm. not really take care of the kids. Um, So there's a bunch of that. But then that is the biggest issue with them. And it's looking like they're chipping away at it in these last two episodes. Like there's genuinely, I have newfound hope for them. Whereas when we started the season, I was really thinking they're going to divorce. Now, the other big thing, Rob, that you've not met yet, and you will based on the preview, you have not met Asuelu's mom and sister. Yeah, looks like that's a a lot. Yeah, they're a big part of the problem in this relationship as well. So you're going to meet them. You're going to see a whole new side of it. But for the most part, the biggest problem was their immaturity, their lack of conversation, and their expectations within the household uh, chores slash decisions slash operations, which I think it seems like they're very much clearing all of that up as they go along here. Okay. So they're going to make up. Mm-hmm. They're going to uh, give each other a hug. Um, and they, they're going to take it out on some rocks. Booyah. This is, you know, the, we should write this down for if there's ever any times that we have an issue in either of our relationships. Let's go up like mm-hmm. on a cliff, get a rock and say this rock represents all of our problems. You know, I live on the third floor now, so I could just go to the balcony and do this. Yeah, you just have they, to make sure there's no one passing by and then you can give it a chuck. Yeah. I could nap Chuck. Yeah. Oh. But what, what, what did you say you're going to give my rocks to Chuck behind my back, Puya? How dare you? You thought just, I wasn't listening? That, that rock always is listening. just trying to see his family, Rob. That rock is just trying to make it through RVC's mom, dad, sister. Yeah. Chuck Rock. So, yeah. So they throw the rocks uh, with the bad mojo and that settles it. And then. They go back, and then I totally forgot about this poor woman who had to sit there. Uh, the tour guide, what is she doing while this whole thing is breaking? Like, uh, she's like, "All right, I brought these people up here." And it's like, "Oh, it looks like a major fight has broken out." Oh, <laughs> like uh, I'm not going to be back down on uh, the uh, Zion Hill for a while. Uh, the uh, rock and rollers from uh, Room 16 are—they—they uh, uh, they look like they're not fighting. Now they're throwing yeah. boulders off the cliff. Okay. Uh, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I would still rather be her stranded off top with the with the vehicle than the dude who Certainly. was with Angela at the phone store. Certainly. Uh, but yeah, I, I imagine she was on her phone a little bit, doing a little scrolling, mm-hmm. trying to uh, just pass time. Yeah. You think you get service up there? That's a great question. Depends Maybe. who your carrier is. Depends, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who, who's got the best uh, Zion coverage out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could tell you uh, one carrier that has uh, not great coverage in uh, North Carolina. Ooh, are you with that coverage? I don't know. I'm going to, I'm about to break up. I'm about to, Afi, Afi <laughs> T-Mobile, Afi, Afi. <laughs> Can't take it anymore. I'll throw my phone off a cliff. 
Oh my god, don't do that. Throw mm-hmm. the sim out. Throw the sim out. Take it out on the sim card. Yeah. Okay. Puya, can we finally talk about uh Elizabeth and Andre in the RV? Oh yeah. You be, and I know audience Rob's been waiting for this for an hour. Yeah. So Rob dig in. And so dig I'm right all in. in. Like I, I feel like this everything is so super contrived uh with this family. Like they know what's going to be good TV. The only thing I will say is that if that is the the actual tr- truth um, why did Charlie fly to go see Pop-Up? So why did Charlie fly instead of being in the RV? Like, didn't we find out that the RV has like a limit to how many people? Yeah, but there's like it? so many, like, like also ran like in the extras uh, department, like mm-hmm. that you, you needed Charlie there. I mean, I feel like it kind of works out because the preview shows that they're going to go to blows. So we're, we're going to get that. We're not, we're not, we're going to get our Charlie fix yeah. here, but I was surprised that Charlie chose to fly. It was a very interesting turn. Um, mm-hmm. Now I got to ask you this. What part of this RV trip do you think was a mistake? Do you think it was a mistake to pack everyone in the car more? Or do you think it was a mistake that the only person that can drive this is Andre who the family hates? So I just don't understand why they are RVing here. Um, that I, from what I understand of the logistics of this trip, I don't believe that they are going on. Like it is not days away, correct? No. So they're driving to Maryland. They're Where driving are four, they? They they're driving what four hundred miles? Uh, well, which four, I four hundred something. Yeah, yeah, four hundred miles, which I believe is doable in a day. I don't know why the, if you wanted to take the whole family, why don't you have like, you know, four or five cars in a caravan going up to go to uh, visit Chuck's dad? Right. I don't think that is a thing. Yeah, it's about. Let's see. Um, is it a fight over who what car is Chuck going to be in? Maybe. I mean, and like for some reason, Chuck, like they're all doing this for Chuck is what they're saying. Yeah. Um, I googled that 500 miles in an RV should come in between nine and ten hours. Yeah, so, okay, so you could do it in a day, yeah, and yeah, easily. So, and, and it really makes no sense other than if you were producing 90 Day Fiance to say, "Hey, why doesn't the whole family take an RV?" How about that? I mean, yeah, I, 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 there's, see, here's the thing. I think in Chuck's head, you do an RV, you're hanging out with the family, you're getting a couple of drinks in, you're all laughing. But the reality of it is, which a lot of them somehow did not realize. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a cramped space. Like the RV is not, it's big for like four people. It's not big for 10. Yeah. Like it's not a party bus. No, no, it's not. And mm-hmm. like, I think that when Becky was like, well, I'm claustrophobic, I was like, well, you know what the width of a car is, right? Like it's going to be that size. It's going to be the size of the lane. It's not going to be more than that. So that was a bit of a tactical error, but they're all doing it for. So here's the interesting thing for me. So they're all touting, we're doing this for dad, but then dad is sitting next to andre at the front which to me feels completely set up because you chuck you know they're gonna get mad at you for talking to him like this is a big mistake Mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of debate over who has the 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 easier spot puya is it easier Mm -hmm. to be the person driving the rv sitting in a comfortable chair or one of the passengers in the RV, which is the easier, more cush job? I think ultimately with any driving expedition, driving trip, road trip, passenger is infinitely the easier option 
because you don't have to have your eyes on the road. You don't have to pay attention. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But then in this RV, I would probably say Andre had the best seat because he's got a whole seat to himself and it seemed comfortable. But then driving the whole thing with 10 people in the car, that is hard to do. Like the people in the back are literally drinking wine and hanging yeah. out and <laughs> like eating snacks. And like, oh, you have it so easy up there. All you have to do is drive this RV for 10 hours while we're doing all the yeah. hard work back here drinking this Pinot Noir. Yeah, and it's not like they're in a sweaty bus with strangers. You're in an RV with all your family. So, like, what are you saying? You can't handle your own yeah. family for four hours? Like, you'll be fine. This is ridiculous. But the part that made me feel like, okay, like, this feels like kind of contrived is that everybody comes in with suitcases and they're like, well, where, why don't we put the suitcases in the bottom? And Andre's like, oh, no, it's filled with all camping stuff. Like, are they, are, is there a camping aspect of this RV trip? What is all the camping stuff that is fill, uh, filling up the uh, cargo space in the RV? <laughs> there might, the RV, if it's a rental, it might have come with that stuff, like, and they didn't empty it out. That's hmm. all I can think of. Or he's being shady. Or they packed for a bunch of pa- camping stuff because this should be a four. This should be like a six, seven hour straight drive, but they might be doing a pit stop at night or something, which weren't they meeting up with Charlie in what seemed like a outdoor area. I should have gone back and looked, paid attention to the preview, but they might be camping Rob and which I don't know. You tell me you love this family. A camping scene with them. Does that intrigue you? That, or? See, that sounds like very much something that would be on the table. Mm-hmm. So it could be fun. Could also be production stuff. Yeah. You know what? That could be code. Camping could just be production stuff like hella, hella uh, cameras, tripods, lighting. So that could be possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then... We're going to uh, see every, everybody's complaining. Um, uh, Chuck also is like, uh, drive me to Maryland. Take me to Maryland <laughs> yeah. so I can see my dad. If like, you this is an have Uber. means, right? If you have means, right? If you're Chuck and you just have money, sounds like he has money. Wouldn't you want a comfortable, like, flight out to Maryland and then you can all stay at a big hotel room or Airbnb together for like two nights beforehand. Wouldn't that be the way to do it? Mm-hmm. Be like this wasn't the wisest choice because I do think ultimately jokes aside, I think Chuck gets the front seat because it's an isolated seat. It's a big seat and he gets to do it. No sharing with anyone, but it just happens to be next to next to Andre. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Yeah. You think Chuck wants to sit with Andre? Ah, not necessarily. I think he just wanted the, the, the front seat. I feel like, so with me, with my friend group, I was usually, I'm the bigger guy. So I would always be gifted the front seat. Wow. I was like, I'll take it. So Shotgun. yeah, I feel like we, yeah, exactly. And it's a good, it's a good setup. So I think that's what Andre's yeah, uh, Chuck is getting is that front seat. It just, again, it just so happens that Andre, for some reason, for some reason, Rob, this family who despises Andre agreed to do an RV trip knowing Andre's the only person who has a commercial license that can drive this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How? (laughs) I don't know. So we're seeing uh, a lot of people uh, complaining. Uh, uh, (laughs) We see Andre saying that he's the chauffeur for all these people. And uh, him and Chuck are having conversation. And like, again, this is like the most basic 
conversations, which may, uh, also makes me wonder, like, is this real? Like, is this if this was like me and you like improving this conversation? Um, this w- would be like the conversation, like, uh, hey, Puya, so uh, we're gonna f- uh, work on uh, flipping uh, some more houses, right? It, <laughs> we got, we're gonna do the quarterly for the semi-annual bicentennial project. Yeah. Like, it's just words. It was just waffle. how much money do you think we'll make? About a you know half a thousand quarter mil. I don't yeah. know. Could be anything. Yeah, yeah. And, and probably half it, of that'll be profit, and the other half that, that's going to be gross, right? Yeah, some of it goes to the fixed assets, some of it goes to the variable cost. You know, <laughs> it is a business. Yeah, and and so Chuck's like, well, and you know, we really shouldn't talk about it too much here because I don't want people to overhear us and and get mad. <laughs> and then uh, Becky is like, I just heard you say that. You just said that in front of me. I was listening to the whole conversation. You said, why are you talking to him? Chuck is a certified dummy because Chuck says this. They're literally within earshot. Again, this is not a big RV. And Becky's literally sitting behind Andre and eavesdropping. So, and very obviously, like Chuck can see her. So I think it was very obvious that Chuck kept saying, this is a pleasure trip, not a business trip. So Chuck didn't want to talk about any of this in the first place. But then when Chuck says, Listen, we should probably not talk about it here because people will get mad. It seems like there's some shady stuff going on now. So I understand, especially if these um, daughters and sons of his are thinking that this guy is manipulating their dad. And then the dad's saying this. It sounds like mission accomplished. What's funny to me is that Andre did none of that here. He was out in the open talking about it. He's not being manipulative. But then also in the confessional, Andre says that he's only here to get on good terms with Chuck. So mm-hmm. what a complicated web this is. And so Andre, he's driving the RV and then he's also fighting with Becky at the same time. And also, I think uh, Jen is weighing in, Becky's husband, and now Andre has gotten lost. He's like driven the RV into the woods. Yeah, and then he gets mad, he stops it, and he decides, Becky, get out the RV, let's talk. Well, can I just also say, I I really like the chicken or the egg of the, like, uh, see, this is why you you uh, you don't talk to the person who's driving. And uh, Becky says, well, if you wouldn't have been trying to manipulate and scam my dad while you're driving, if you were just concentrated on driving the car, none of this would have ever happened. How have people made me become Team Andre? I will never understand (laughs) for some reason. But I mean... I'm, you know, this from me, Rob, I'm new. I'm new to the driving scene. I'm like currently, you know, being educated on it. Liana by my side. Sure. And the idea of one person talking to me, let alone like eight people in the back yelling, that's super distracting. Like I have so much respect for all the bus drivers out there. Like it's so much. Forget it. If I'm like trying to figure out where I'm going and, and and I'm like, I got to turn the podcast off, let alone like somebody like engaged with me in an argument. (laughs) It's too much. Like there's so much going on. So 100% I'm team Andre here. Andre was like, so much is going on in his head. He's trying to maintain composure, not get angry you know, be seem good in front of Chuck. There's so many layers to this. So when he stops and asks Becky to get out to talk, I actually thought that was a great gesture. 
Let's bury the no, hatchet. No, no way. I'm, not, I'm so? not getting out of the <laughs> going into the woods with Andre after he's set off. What do you think off. is going to happen? He's just going to come then, back. Did you see what he did to that refrigerator, right Puya? Yeah, but what is he going to suplex Becky? Like, that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> like, any other complaints? <laughs> I just, yeah, to me, it was like, I think he, from his perspective, he was going to have her come out. They were going to hash it out. And they were going to get back in. But then from everyone else's perspective, he's being so overdramatic because yeah. he's literally about to turn the car and go home. Even Libby is yelling at much. him, like, just get back in the car. Come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pop Pop's waiting. Pop, you gotta, can't be keeping Pop Pop up. Come on, mm-hmm. we got to go. We got to go. Yeah, I, I love that once he stopped the car, everyone suddenly was like, no, 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 let's keep driving. Let's go. Like, you guys were just complaining. Yeah. Like. Shouldn't you step out from front? Honestly, though, I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. Regardless of what was going on, if I'm anyone else but Becky in that car, I'm going to step outside to, like, stretch my legs out and kind of walk around a little bit while we're waiting. Like, what's the point of just sitting in the car still? Mm-hmm. No reason. All right. I think that's it, 90 Day Fiance this week. We nailed it. I think we got everything. Short, concise, sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next time on with these uh, with this family is going to be great. Um, <laughs> Andre and Charlie are going to come face to face literally very excited for that chuck is gonna cry excited for that so yeah family reunion with the with the um andre and libby family is gonna be golden yeah okay so let's see uh what happens and we'll keep an eye on the schedule for uh 90 day fiance um, next week if anything uh should we get some uh definitive answers uh we'll let you know yeah so i got some news real quick for you. i did check while we were talking guaranteed to have an episode of 90 day next week i can't see beyond next week so for at yeah least i wouldn't week, be surprised if on the uh, that july 4th is uh a sunday night so i would not be surprised Ooh, if we missed one there yes okay yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at that either. That actually makes sense. Um, okay. And then, Rob, there's a new spinoff coming to the 90-day franchise again. Yes. Um, for Discovery Plus. Yes, yes, yes. So this one is called, let me tell you, it's called <laughs> Love in Paradise, the Caribbean. So this has a very similar format to 90-day where it's going to follow couples who have met and are in the Caribbean. And they're, you know, they're going to be seeing if the romance is going to last. So that's going to be Discovery Plus exclusive. Yeah. I will be checking that out. That's not premiering till mid-July. Anybody we know on that? That might have been the reason. No, it looks like it's all brand new people. Hmm. So, yeah. And like the, they've written a little bit about each of them. Like what um, really uh, captures your imagination about that? Just it's uh, from the producers of 90 Day Fiance. It's from it's from it's in the 90 day universe. It's a canon from there. It's just intriguing to me. Um, I mean, Caribbean love it. It's going to be great scenery. So I'm all for that. Uh, But then like some of these so Amber and Daniel Amber thinks she might be ready to marry Daniel after three years together. But a year spent supporting him financially has made her worry that she's signing up to become his mother rather than his wife. Yeah. Hate that. Okay. Yeah, that, don't love that. Uh, but then Ariana and Sherlon, um, while six months pregnant with Sherlon's baby, Ariana returns to Jamaica to see if they have a future and if Sherlon will be willing to move to the United States. Like it's just, it's just following couples who are in the, in the Caribbean um, and have met through the Caribbean. So we'll see how that goes. But that is a bit of intrigue that I do have for more 90 day content out here. Okay. All right. Puya, what do you have coming up this week? Uh, this week was a busy one. Um, I did, obviously we did the last episode of 90. Um, after that I was on last episode of NGOG. Oh, we did. Yes. Yeah. It was a good one. It was a good one. 
And then we did Rob, you, me, and Jenny Autumn back at it again. So you like hit for the, like the podcast cycle. I know. I, I full on did a whole round this week um, on top of streaming daily. So it was a very busy week for me, but it was a very blessed week. I've been very happy with the content. So Korong was awesome. We had a great time, the three of us chit-chatting. I also enjoyed our post-podcast beverage we shared on yes. the Zoom call. Yes, it was, it was very it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I rarely that. do that. That was a nice, uh, a nice treat. Yeah, no, I love that because I was getting ready to do my stream right after. So it was a nice cool off for me as well before going on, which was great. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was the guest on the Wiggle Bloom this past week. And we tier listed universes, multiple universes that you would be living in. So we like had, for example, like the, the 90 Day universe. Fiance universe. Oh, yeah. Would you want to live in this universe, Rob? Where would uh, you put it? I guess which part of the universe? Uh, let's say you are in the Mike and Natalie timeline. Mm, Sequim? Is that where they're from? <laughs> Squim? Uh, yeah. Squim? Yeah. If I could live uh, in like the Elizabeth and Andre uh, world. <laughs> it's top tier to you. Top tier. That's oh. top tier. And Ben, <laughs> uh, Mike mess. and Natalie. Squim. That's a... F- Hmm. Squim has easily been in that regard. Absolutely. So that was fun. And uh, yeah, now I got to talk to you, Robin. That kind of wraps it up for me um, until the next time we talk about 90 Day. I did hear that Holy Moly 3D and 2D premiered. We, me and Liana on the Mass Singer podcast made a little wager with the audience. And we said, if we get to 120 uh, reviews on iTunes, we will watch this and talk about it at some point. And now I think that bill has arrived. So we will figure out when we're going to do that. And yes. uh, we'll, we'll to explore the great Puya Liana uh, miniature golf rivalry. That's right. That's right. Um, did I tell you, Rob? So me and Liana, a big rivalry on the mini golf front. She once bought me a trophy that was like, it was inscribed with my name and it was a mini golf trophy and it got lost in the mail. And I never saw this trophy. And the problem with it is when Liana sent me this, I had like a three wins on her streak. Since then, I've she's got she's like ratioed me. So let me get this straight. She ordered you a trophy that was going to be mailed to you and it got lost in the mail. Yes. Okay. It wasn't that you got it and then mailed it to your new residence and then it got lost. Uh, Now, can you confirm? That mm-hmm. did Liana actually, in fact, buy you the trophy, or did she tell you she bought you the trophy and then played the it got lost in the mail? Huh. You know, that's a great question because that was kind of early on in us talking. So, hmm, she'll have to be honest with me now. I'll ask her, I'll ask her after this podcast. Yeah. I'll get back to you next week. Not to yeah. imply that uh, Dr. 90 Day Fiance could do something nefarious. No, well, we both have done stuff. Remember when I tried to win a wager? Yeah, I knew a delivery was already at our house. You, so, you already knew. You know, yeah, you've you been there. Sometimes, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play hard to win. Sometimes, okay. You know, All right. By any means. Well, Puya, this was a lot of fun here today. I'll be back to talk about another episode of 90 Day uh, Fiance next week. Looking forward uh, to that. And then, of course, uh, that checkouts that we're recording this a little early because uh, Monday night, I've got the 16th best season of Survivor. Quick turnaround to Survivor San Juan del Sur. So be sure to check that out. I'll be talking about Too Hot to Handle when that drops uh, later on this week. Talked about the premiere of uh, Love After Lockup, which is very 90 
90 Day Fiance adjacent. It's I mean, it's oh, yeah. the same the same show. It's just a different uh like uh format. Yeah, and and I and I have heard lovely things about it and I know that um Bryce is kind of it in is of bringing it, it into it's, this universe. it's wild it's wild uh yeah. the, the you know it's the same disapproving family members like uh that's a that's right so like i i did add the season pass for that so we'll see if i talk, get to talk uh more about that so pl- so much going on it doesn't stop we are in the turbo mode for the survivor countdown we'll be doing another rankings podcast for the 14th best season or uh, the 15th best season of survivor uh this upcoming saturday so be sure to follow everything we're doing rob has a website.com thank you so much for listening everybody take care have a good one bye Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it's hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. That's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.